0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast for show. Coming to you on this Saturday evening after a very long day for me today. Uh, It is December the 28th, 2019, post-Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, for all my Seinfeld peeps out there, or whatever uh, holiday you choose to celebrate around this time of year. And admittedly, I don't have anything uh, specific to share here, Uh, but I just wanted to share my holiday experience and a quick story with all of you, and hopefully it leaves you feeling uh, and thinking a certain way when you turn off this podcast and head on with the rest of your uh, 2019 here. So real quick before I forget, our 47-day transformation kicks off here January the 6th. We close down enrollment on January the 4th at, I believe, midnight Um, If you guys are interested in that, hit me up for a unique podcast discount code. I'll I'll save you guys a couple bucks for being dedicated listeners. And a reminder, um, you can go to 47daytransformation.com if you want to learn a ton more. But it is our flagship online program. We run it two or three times a year at the most because it is very taxing for me individually. But we touch on all the pillars of fitness. We don't just work on the physical Uh, And the nutrition stuff, we're talking about the mental, the spiritual, and emotional. We're really digging down on habits, rituals, and routines uh, to help you make some drastic changes in your life. Obviously, if you want the eating knowledge for me and the fitness stuff, that's going to be lit. It's what I do. Um, But it's the other stuff where we really get you to make changes in all the areas that might be lacking or the things that you're probably avoiding or the walls that you've built up to imprison you. We try to kind of break those down and help free you um, and get to a place where you can live, you know, the most badass fucking life possible. That's really what the program is and it's the one thing I'm other than the personal relationships I've built here that I'm the most proud of of what we do and I think it's the best thing out there. I think it's worth 10 times what we charge for it, but I know that, you know, Susie in Nebraska doesn't understand that, so we make it a little bit cheaper and and selfishly I know we can help more people because we make the price points uh reasonable. So if you're interested, hit me up. But uh today's episode I'm just going to title um Holiday happiness or something like that. Um, I had a great time uh, this Christmas uh, holiday season. We celebrate Christmas. It's what we do um, at our household. And, admittedly, this is the busiest that I've been uh, around the holidays ever in the 11 years-ish of doing this solo on my own. This is the most people, the most responsibility, the most obligations I've had to do around the holiday times. Usually it slows down for me, and it, it did not uh, at all but I was very strategic and mindful of how I took time off so I could spend it with uh, my wife and, and friends and uh, some of our athletes here who are gracious enough to invite us to their holiday parties and events and make us part of their life. I truly am humbled by it and my mom and uh, Dave uh, had a chance to come visit here from Detroit uh, to hang out with us which is a great time and uh, that's where I want to start this. I'm unfortunate. Uh, um, to just to live the life that I live. I, I really am. And I know that, um, I might not have always seen it that way. I was probably a, a negative little asshole and really thought I had it worse than anybody else. And as I get older, I realize as, as rough as I had it at certain times and the things that went wrong and the things that weren't perfect. Um, I, I had a pretty fucking good man. And I, and I really see it now. And it's hard to see the forest from the trees. And a lot of you guys are living that right now. And I, hopefully I can uncover that for you in the next five or six minutes here. But uh, my mom and Dave came to visit, got to hang out with them and uh, share some experience with them, take them out to uh, some unique restaurants here. We live in a, a culinary hotspot in Scottsdale. It's beautiful. It's amazing. There's so many amazing places. If you guys ever come, hit me up for recommendations. I know all the amazing spots and uh, my wife knows even more than I do, but we got to uh, take them out to a couple nice dinners here at some unique places and uh, very fortunate enough that I was able to pay the bill without even thinking about it, just happy to treat them and give them an experience and share conversations with them in a unique time that, uh, you know, admittedly, five years ago, I probably couldn't afford it, and, and 10 years ago, I wouldn't even be able to dream of, of doing something like that for them, and to get them legitimate holiday gifts, things that I know they need, things that I know they, they will enjoy, and uh, just to be able to give back, and if there's one thing cool about making money, it's being able to help other people, not just random strangers and, uh, and charity, but your friends and your family and being able to share experiences and memories with them. And you know, money can't buy happiness, but it can pay for the trip. That's kind of how I think about it. And you guys know me, I'm not a money guy, but if it allows you to put a smile on other people's faces, that's kind of the the unique thing about the money tool. It lets you do cool shit, with people you enjoy. And uh the feeling I get from that is worth more than anything anybody else could buy me. It really is. Now, admittedly, um if they had given me keys to a Ford Raptor and had it sit in my driveway, I would have took it. <laughs> but in all seriousness, um I have money. I can I can buy my own shit. I don't need uh gifts from other people. And uh the one thing I did this year was um I got these books for each person that um, just share my experience with them, like for my mom, with my old man, and with my wife. It's like a, you know, like a, you're the best mom kind of book. And it just, you write down all the things unique um, with your relationship with them. You know, chronological, goes memory, order, and just like things that, like inside jokes you guys would share, right? And then I I sent each one of them a book individually. And honestly, it took me about two hours to fill them all out. And uh, to see the the look on their face and, and have them get emotional and start crying when you give it to them, that's powerful stuff. And you don't got to make a lot of money to do that. But you just have to be thoughtful and you have to give a shit. And I was able to do that this year. But, but deeper than that even, um, my mom and Dave were able to come with us when we did our adoptive family this year. Now, um, you guys know me and my story if you listen to the podcast at all. My wife and I do this um, during the holidays. My wife admittedly does a lot more in-person volunteer work with her time. Uh, than I do. I give the money. um, She gives the time. So it's a great uh, combo. But every holiday season uh, through St. Vincent's to Paul, we'll do like Thanksgiving and Christmas, like adoptive families where Christmas time specifically, um, you get a family, um, big or small, depending on what you choose or what they have available. And you'll get a kind of a wish list from them. So you're playing essentially Santa Claus where we get the list um, of like the parents' needs uh, and the kids' needs in terms of clothes, just like functional things, whether it's jackets, shirts, shoes, pants. And then obviously a list of toys for the children as well. And then you buy them whatever their holiday dinner request is, so like the traditional ham or turkey with all you know the sides together. And my wife and I went to Target. Like we always do, and uh, picked out the clothes and the toys. I don't really like the clothes as much; it's not as fun. But the toys are like picking out. It just it, it it sends me back to a time where like I used to be able to buy really cool shit with my money, and not have to worry about uh, paying off uh, bills and things and saving for retirement, where I could just like buy cool shit, you know, like you did when you were a kid, like you buy a fresh fitted hat. Or if you had money, you could buy a pair of Jordans or like some baseball cards or like just things or like video games, like things that were fun, right? So I like buying the toys. And so my wife and I went and bought the toys and uh, had a really good time doing it in uh, the clothes. And then my wife went and bought the, uh, the dinner for them. And then the cool thing was is that my mom and Dave got to drive with us to deliver it for the first time. They had never been with us when we actually drive to the family's home and deliver them all the gifts and their dinner. And we pull up to a trailer, which this family was living in, and it's a family of five, a mom and dad, 11-year-old kid, and a 2-year-old and a 1-year-old, and this trailer was no bigger than probably 400 square feet, if that, like a main living space with the kitchen connected, a bathroom, and I believe there was two small bedrooms for this family of five, and uh, the trailer was probably, I don't know, 30, 40 years old, if that, and they had a little you know, dirt kind of lot uh, in the trailer park. And to see their faces, when you pull up, the mom and the dad, who are from Mexico, and they're the only family that they have here, they have no other family around, and they're probably doing the best of all the members of their family. So if their family tree, they're like the top dogs, right? And they're living five people deep in a 400 square foot trailer. And they're doing adoptive family through St. Vincent's de Paul the Church, which is how we got connected with them. And... To see their face when we show up and how happy they are, and the little kids for sure, but the 11-year-old, because he's old enough to understand what's going on, um, how jacked he was to talk to my wife about playing soccer, because my wife played soccer all the way through school, and this kid's been playing for five years, and he was super jacked. And we actually bought him a soccer ball a goal and some wazis and some shoes, so he'll be hyped, uh, as I'm sure he opened it on Christmas Day. And uh just chatting with them and see how grateful they were. And admittedly, as we walked out, my wife is, you know, just breaks down into tears and is crying because it's it's a humbling feeling to give like that. With no expectation and nothing. And it doesn't matter if they said if they say thank you or if they are excited, which this family was full of gratitude, just to be in a position to be able to do that and realize how fucking lucky we are and how Sometimes we even act like assholes. And I believe I have a pretty good perspective on life and gratitude and where I stand and what I have. But man, if that doesn't kick you right in the face and wake you up instantly, I don't know what does. Because my wife made the comment as we were leaving Target. We bought these guys a lot of toys, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of stuff I would be hyped to get if I was a little kid. And she looked around at all the stuff we bought. And she was like, I used to get, and she said, I quote, I used to get more toys than this myself on Christmas than we just gave these three kids. And it's eye-opening for sure because we live in a place in a time where most of us probably have some gratitude and some perspective, but not really as deep as we should. This is a guy whose family is living in a country where English is not their first language. His wife obviously can't work because she has to take care of the three kids because she can't afford childcare in this country and and he is just grinding for them. And they're doing the best they can to provide an amazing life for their family because in America, it is probably way better than it was where they came from. And this is the land of opportunity. So they're trying to essentially live the American dream. I can't imagine how hard it would be for me if I had to move out of the country I was born in, learn a different language and a skill and a trade and work and grind to provide for my family in a place where the language is foreign to me. And I don't have any family around. No resources, nobody to lean on. I'm learning everything from scratch. I'm doing 100% on my own. I can't imagine how daunting of a fucking feeling that is for that dude every single day. And I was born in this time, in this era, to parents who are from this country. I had my grandparents around for most of my life. I had uncles and aunts and you know, friends around to lean on for support and other families who would support us. It just makes me understand like even though I didn't have the nicest of everything or the newest and most people grew up with way more money than me and way more resources, I still had it so amazing and so much better than so many other people. But what we do, we tend to look at the 1% that's doing better than us instead of the 99% of people we have it better than. Because we could always look and say, oh, I wish I had a newer phone and complain about it. I wish I had a nicer car and Complain about it. I wish I had a couple more square feet of my house and complain about it. Oh, I wish our bathrooms had quote unquote double sinks, right? You hear that shit all the time on HGTV. I wish we had a nicer backsplash. Oh, the floors have to be redone. This tile has to go. I wish my lot was a little bit bigger. I need a full acre to survive. Or my pool is getting old. It has to be redone and we complain about it. Or I need the newest handbag or the newest pair of shoes. Insert whatever it is. And it's okay to say things like that, but understand those are luxury fucking problems, man. Like, the reason it it hits me so hard is because I once came from a place where I lived in a two-bedroom apartment, and I slept on bunk beds. And even when my mom, who grinded her ass off as a single mom, got a home, right, my washer and dryer was green in my kitchen when I was a young kid. I, I'll never forget that. And it was never a big deal to us, and it didn't change the scope of my life, but I'll just... I couldn't imagine that now in my home because I live in Scottsdale, quote unquote, Arizona, right? Where things are a little bit nicer and I have, you know, all matching appliances and you have a separate laundry room in this. But when I was a kid, it was a two bedroom apartment. We walked and did our laundry at a place called Duds and Suds where you brought your quarters over, did your laundry at the laundromat. And then when we finally had a house, I had a green washer and dryer in my home, which none of my friends did. My friends all had separate laundry rooms and all the stuff matched and it was different because they had more money than us and so be it. And I always thought like, man, that, That's kind of weird that our family doesn't have what they have and now as I see this shit, a family of five living in a 400 square foot trailer and these people live about 35 to 40 minutes from my house. So from my front door, they live about 35 to 40 minutes away. Now for reference, you guys, a couple blocks on the street from my house, most of the homes are three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine million dollars. And yet, 40 minutes from this nine million dollar house, is a guy raising a family of five in a trailer. That's 400 square feet. Now, obviously in America, you have the opportunity, you can work for the nice things, and you can have them, and you deserve them, and I'm not a person who believes the wealthiest people should give everything away. I don't. I'm I'm a capitalist. If you work your ass off, you deserve everything you got. But just understand, most of us right now who are listening to this on a $1,000 phone, or through the Spotify or Bluetooth of your $25,000, $30,000 car, or working at your job where you're probably making 40, 50, 60, 70, 80K a year, if you're listening in, to your, in your home, which is probably 15 to 4,000 square feet and is worth excess of 200 to a million dollars or more, you're pretty lucky, man. And admittedly, I'll say this I could give even way more than we do. I don't know where the Mendoza line is for everybody of what you deserve for yourself and what you need and what you can give to other people. But what I can say is this the feeling. I get every time we do that is a high unlike any drugs or anything I've ever done. It really is. Um, if I think of the greatest present I ever got in my life, like a materialistic gift, it'd probably be like the first TV I got at 10 years old or the first like Huffy 10 speed. My parents bought me on fucking layaway from Shopco, I remember that. Or when my dad scraped together enough money to get me a 1990 Chevy Corsica that you bought for $1,500, that the car was a complete piece of shit, and I fucking loved it like it was a Rolls Royce. Of all those things, giving back to these people is a high, like times a thousand of any gift I've ever got. And the reason I say that is because if you guys have the ability to give, I would urge you to do that. And it doesn't have to be a whole adoptive family. You don't have to do the whole show like us because it takes time and it takes a lot of money um, and you have to show up and you have to be there and deliver it. I'm not saying you have to do that but if you can give five bucks, if you can give a dollar, if you can give your time and volunteer it to an organization or somebody or people that need it, it's powerful because the casket effect that that's going to have I don't think you can even realize in the slightest. Now. If this helps that family get through Christmas and make their life a little bit easier, to be able to afford things that are necessities, and we could cover the you know, bonus things like Christmas gifts and the dinner, I'm happy to do that because it's powerful for them. If by some chance this 11-year-old kid or the 1-year-old or 2-year-old remembers that some random people who, one of them looked like Bruce Willis, showed up at their house and gave them hope, that people give a shit about them and that they care about them and that soccer ball and those shoes and that goal allowed that kid to play soccer through high school maybe go to college and play or at least just stay in high school because he loves sports so much and he knows if he has to you know if he wants to play sports he has to get decent grades and if that's what gets him through school I'm happy to have facilitated that at some point point and if had any impact on it whatsoever and if then he goes on to change his family tree to get a better job to raise the station of their family from the trailer park to a different place where they live in a little bit nicer neighborhood that's a little bit safer and he then goes on to to adopt a families and make another change if we skipped the rock that started the ripple effect of that lake and that kid's life i would be happy to do it just know i believe karma is real And I think the more good shit you put into the world, the more good shit comes back to you. I really think it's that simple. And I'm not sharing this to make me look like a saint because I'm not. I'm sharing it because I believe stories like this can help other people do the same things. Because again, I'll admit it, we could do way more than we do. Um, I don't know where to draw that line, but I try to do the best that I can. And that's why at this point in my life, I feel almost guilty You know, because I was born with the parents I was born with. And, you know, were they perfect? No, nobody's parents are. But the least I can do for my family is, you know, pay them back by giving them experiences. And, you know, they didn't let me die as a kid. You know, for for what it is, everybody who's who's listening right now, your parents didn't let you die. They fed you. They clothed you. They, you know, why you screamed and cried as a baby. They rocked you. They put you to sleep. Like, you owe them that much. And if you can help them out, awesome. And if you have the ability to help out others who truly need it, I think that is probably one of the most noble things you can do. That's why I don't ask for Christmas gifts. That's why I tell my wife she can't buy them for me. That's why I ask my family not to do that. I would rather have them help us adopt more families and help more people out who truly do need it. Because the last thing I need is another pair of shoes or another shirt or a hat or anything. But there is people out there who do need shoes who do need hats, who do need Christmas toys, who would not get them without us. And that's the point of me sharing this, is that we all have the ability to impact others by giving the smallest amount of things that we think are meaningless, but they do matter. And they matter a lot deeper than you can ever realize. So uh, that's just my quick rant uh, today, you guys, other than sharing just for the fact of um, I don't think any of us truly know the impact we have on other people. And it takes sometimes the smallest effort. It takes my wife and I signing up, going to a store, doing some shopping and setting a date to deliver some gifts that literally changes other people's lives. And what was I going to do with that time? Watch Netflix, squeeze another workout, do a podcast. And on that note, that's why I do what I do here. Now again, I'm not a saint. We make money in all the things we do. We get paid very well for it. But on that same note, I would do a lot of this for free. That's why I feel a guilt because I feel like I have it so awesome. I was born in this era with this body and this mind and this time. And so if I do a podcast and it helps you guys, that's why we do it. And we'll pump out as many of them as I possibly can or until you stop listening. That's why we write, you know, the emails we write. That's why we put out the blogs that we put out. That's why we create the free videos and the resources and the thousand YouTube videos. And we post on every platform to hopefully help impact and make a change and make your life a little bit better. And if your life is better... And you can get to a place where you feel like I feel and you think like I think, at least in this context. Not overall because I'm completely crazy. don't think like me every day. But in terms of this, um, I think you can do a lot of good in the world. And I think if more people operated this way, the world would be even a more badass place than it is. So Take that for what it's worth, you guys. Hopefully, um, it just serves you as a friendly reminder if you have the opportunity to you know, do community service or donate your time or your money and resources to certain organizations and people who truly need it. Just know the need is there in America, um, especially and in other parts of the world. But I always say start with your own home um, and then let it kind of branch out from there. So reminder, again, 47 Day Transformation is kicking off here January the 6th. You have until the 4th to enroll if you're interested. Shoot me a message, I'll give you a podcast discount code for being a dedicated listener. I truly do appreciate you guys more than you know. You are my oxygen for doing this. If you did not listen, I would not make these because I don't need to hear myself speak. But I do know a lot of you do appreciate it by all the amazing IG and Facebook thank you messages you sent me over the holidays. So I just know I appreciate you, and if I have not got back to you yet, I will. Um, it's, just, it's hard when family is around to reply to three to 400 messages per day, every day. But I'm working my way through, so... Side note, if you're on iTunes right now, stop. If you're on your iPhone and you have the podcast app open, scroll all the way to the bottom. Drop me a five-star. Leave a comment. I truly would appreciate you for doing that. And if you have a MacBook or an iPad, just open up the iTunes icon, hit ratings and reviews, five-star it. Type it in. Takes all of 30 seconds. That could be your way of paying it forward to me, and I would appreciate you, and I'd love you forever for doing it. So... Uh, thank you guys again hope you had an amazing holiday season I'm gonna try to drop you a podcast again tomorrow as well but any specific request shoot them to me and if I can speak on them with any intelligence whatsoever I will Uh, I gotta go home and shower and eat and hopefully just chill by the fire for a few hours so I'll holler at you guys tomorrow and until next time eat well train hard be nice to people and please just keep doing shit you love or people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.